Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Trek Culture Podcast. We are your hosts, Sean and Tom, and we are joined by Trek Daddy himself. It is the lovely Chris Thompson. How are you? Trek Daddy. <laughs> what was that? Okay. Thought, no better, no right. better nickname, you know. Okay. I like it. Cheers. You're right, guys. <laughs> we're, we're good. How are you? Well, I've just woken up at, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning and been called a Trek Daddy. So, mm-hmm. so pretty good, that's where yeah. I'm at. <laughs> Nice, nice. Like yeah. Chris is the Trek daddy. What does that make me, Sean? Um, I don't know. The Trek uncle that isn't allowed within. Okay, maybe we should uh, move on. I was worried about asking that question as soon as I started it. Should we hop in and start discussing the hot topic of the moment, which is, I mean, some sort of thing about decks under other things? <laughs> So, yes, we had Old Friends New Planets recently, and this brings this brings us to the end of new Star Trek in 2023. Um, and of course, the caveat of that being we are getting season one of Prodigy is dropping uh, on Netflix at some point. But technically, as that's already been released, this isn't it's not new Star Trek. So yeah. this is it now until 2024. That is the the last new episode of Star Trek. How do we feel about where it has left us? I think we're um, spoiled because like, I'm sad that it's not going to be here. Like I've I've grown accustomed to it, you know. Um, whether that be the the absolute highs of Star Trek or at least having some Star Trek, you know. Um, yeah, but I'm looking forward to our little retro ups and downs series, uh, Sean. Yay! I can't wait. I can't wait. I cannot wait to share it with everyone. Um, I think I think we're allowed to say because we did the poll and everything. So the best of both worlds will be dropping this week. Nice, easy episode to start with. You know, uh-huh. really small, small, little known episode. Um, but is it yeah, very- part one and two, or just part one? Both parts. It is a good question, Tom. Yes, both parts. Yeah. It'll be the full the the TV movie cool. of uh, best of both worlds, which actually just I know this is off topic, but technically that you know the greatest cliffhanger of all time 
is just gutted when they play this as one episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, I remember getting, um, I don't know if you remember, they, they before long before streaming and they were doing the DVDs, but then they started doing DVD just box sets. You'd have your Picard box set or your Wharf box set and they had Borg box sets. But every time they did that, they would do it as a one hour and a half uh, movie. And you get the, and you get the full musical, Mr. Wharf, fire. Dun, 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 dun. But as the music is playing, the Enterprise fires. And you're like, right. at least <laughs> cut to black yeah. or something. Yeah, you know? Wharf, fire. Wharf has fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, spoiler for the ups and downs, I guess. Um, so, yeah, depending, of course, on how we do it, if it's episode one, episode two, I don't really know. But, yeah, I'm very excited to share them. I'm very, because this is something that people have been asking for for a long time. And, oh, the conversations we have had about retro ups and downs. Um so yeah. yeah, sometimes I'd love to be like, everyone, here you go. Here's a recording of the amount of talks we've had. Other times I would very much like not to go to jail. So I would Ooh. never record uh, <laughs> anything that we say in private um, for like so many reasons. Uh, Chris, I see the ghosts are back in your house. Yeah, that was Venkman running around there. He's got the zoomies <laughs> at the moment. Sorry about that. <laughs> just for context, we literally like Chris has just sat in front of uh, to the side of a door, and the door just nicely slowly <laughs> opened behind him there. Spooky, um, yeah. So the the plan with the retro ups and downs is to make it like as interactive as possible. Basically, it's always going to be um, subscriber voted or viewer voted. If you want, if you're not subscribed, what's going on? We're nearly at three hundred thousand lads. Um, so. Yeah, the the idea with the retro downs, retro ups and downs, it will always be like a poll preceding it, and th- then we'll do the ups and downs based on the poll. But given the situation, we're about to lose Sean for three weeks. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to record two before he goes away. Um, so we're going to do the number two selected um, choice, which Sean's over the moon is threshold. <laughs> hey, um, catfish and their little flippers. <laughs> I see a lot of people are asking, like, what's what's the reason behind the four episodes you've selected? Um, I think I gave you guys a, like a format a while back. Number one, a critically acclaimed episode. Number two, hated or notorious episode. Number three, a funny episode. Number four, a forgotten episode. There we go. Yeah, that's the format that we're going to try to come up with the poll uh, for you to decide on, um, and then you pick for your favorite, and then hopefully we'll do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. Unless there's some like ridiculous write-in ballot overwhelming, you won't be getting Code of Honor. Yeah, uh, there'll be some episodes that we refuse to to do. Yeah, it's well, you might have seen that controversial episodes list a while back. Um, there, there is a why to follow that um, that I'm currently working on, which will basically be the last time we ever mention Code of Honor on the channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, we should probably talk about Lower Decks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is what happens when there's no Star Trek to talk about. Yeah. And it's the three of us. We will get sidetracked. So obviously, okay, so ups and downs have gone out. So you've heard my thoughts on it. Um, Tom and Chris, what what did you think? As both a season finale and as an episode in its own right, what did you think? I'll let Tom go first. Okay. I really liked it. I had a great time. I always liked the last episodes of Lower Decks. And but it's always kind of bittersweet because I always wish that not every episode, but some of the other episodes had more of the gumption that these episodes do. Um, I like the sort of silly comedy uh, layout that the some of the episodes have, but sometimes it just doesn't work for me. So something like this would be really 
fun to see throughout. But uh, yeah, really liked it. wasn't wasn't sure about Lucano being the villain for a little bit of it. Was just like, do I like this? Um, does it feel weird that they've taken this character and sort of used him for something else? But quite quickly, I was like, you know what, this really works for me. It's something. It's something that's been done before in Star Trek, but feels a little bit fresh. Uh, in the way they're doing it, so I enjoyed that. Are you referring to like Riker and his twin? How they picked up with him again and defiant when the, yeah. the usual assumption is is like, ah, oh, you know, they've learned the lesson, they're going to turn good, not carry on down the path of darkness. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is what Lacano has done, right? You know, he he wasn't reformed like Tom Paris was, and I can see Bankman in the background again. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> leave, leave him there. We love him. We love him. <laughs> we can't hear his noise, so that's something. Okay, and you start shouting in a minute. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they also, I mean, sort of with Khan. Obviously, Khan's a very different character, but then, you know, Khan comes back and is even worse than before. Um, and there's obviously very clear uh, references to the Wrath of Khan in this episode, which I did enjoy. I have lots of things to say about that sort of thing. But Rafa Lucano. <laughs> there you go. There's the title of the episode. Yeah. Sean, what did you think? I mean, overall, I, I very much I do. I love what they did with Lucano because Lucano is a funny one because he's always going to be compared to Tom Paris. Um, just because of the how it came about, how Robert Duncan McNeil was obviously then cast. Obviously, we were talking last week with James about, you know, the the, the lies and the and the deceit yeah. that uh, uh, surround the character, but I like very much so that they they painted him as you know the the kind of the bullish kid who never learned his lesson, mm-hmm. um, and that's a big a big positive for me in the episode. It's one of those things that there was so many contenders for Latin him up in this episode. Uh, like I stand by the Latin up, but that could have been a contender in itself. It was just the the whole, you know, oh, I graduated top of my class and everything. It's like he's still that kid. He's still that idiot that said, I know we, we'll do this. What could go wrong? Um, and I thought that was done so well. And even the way that he interacts with the other mutineer, he was never about, you know, we'll celebrate the lower decks. It was about he just wanted a new fan club in time-honoured villain doesn't know when to quit, um, you know, style, that brings him right up to, oh, I can totally disarm. Like, listen, mate, if Spock can't disarm a Genesis device, you can't disarm a Genesis device, all right? I'm just, yeah. just throwing that out there. No, <laughs> but but I mean, I, I, I loved it. I love as well. I want to absolutely address something that has just made me smile over the last few days. And of course, I have to give credit to uh, Jorg for this. Jean Hajar was in the episode. She was there for a blink and you'll miss it cameo. She runs away again. So, I mean, I full disclosure, I, I didn't see her. And I've been flooded with comments going, you said Jean Hajar wasn't there, which you're right. I did say that. And I was like, I love the fact that this character from an episode 30 odd years ago is getting so much love. And it just like, you know, it just reminds me why I love Trekkie so much. Um, yeah. And Shannon Phil coming out of retirement. Sorry, I didn't realise that she hadn't been acting for quite a while, but she came out of retirement to voice Sito in this episode. Um, so that was, again, that was something a bit cool. Um, uh, sorry, it's very hard not to say, like Chris is now being eaten by Venkman, um, <laughs> which is just so cute. 
Look at me, so cute. Uh, um, I loved it. Look, I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah. Our, our, our downs were minor. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, there are nothing, nothing that affected yeah. the enjoyment of the episode, anything mm-hmm. like that. About um, the downs. About the downs. Like, <laughs> if there's, like, 15 ups and three downs... That is an extremely good episode. Can 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 <laughs> yeah? Can we stop taking the the, the downs to, to to such heart? You know what I mean. Like unless like obviously Sean's like swearing about it, then it's no, not yeah, serious. It's, you know, it's like, yeah. Like, it it and, becomes less a review and more a rant. Sure, and and like Sean's point the other week is like we can't constantly give out perfect scores because then we lose all credibility. You know, we we are yeah. here to be fair and. And try and criticize it through the eyes of a Trekkie, you know. Um, that's what we're trying to do. You know, sometimes we might not understand things. You know, we're, we're here to listen. Um, but I think the whole CO Jaxa thing got a bit out of hand, man. We were just asking for more foreshadowing throughout the season, like they did with yeah. the ship. You know what I mean? Or, or like earlier, at least something that could have like allowed us to like place Mariner at the academy at the same time as Jaxa and make our own speculation assumptions or whatever you know make make us trekkies feel a little bit smart for like maybe guessing that right you know um yeah that's that's all i felt it lacked because they're so thus far they are literally the masters of setup (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) on that one of the best things that they did and and this was incredible was the the beta z episode where we were all thinking it was xanthi fever but actually it was bendoys you know this is uh Sure, they got you. They got your Trekkie knowledge, and they went. Actually, uh, we see you. Yeah, yeah. Well played for that. I've I've had some I've had some really interesting conversations about the Cedar thing because I think where the majority of people took that in terms of direction, it was specifically it was Mariner's arc throughout the season, and there's been some really, really, really positive conversations about that. I mean, as it was debated, yet I have my frustrations. I still do. But like, and yet in this episode, I think for all of the frustrations I have with the season, I think it was a fabulous cap to Mariner's arc in season four. Like the points before, like, look, we've done this back and forth, back and forth. But OK, that's a side because this is what they did in the season. And I can either like it or I don't. Mm-hmm. And we got this uh, resolution and I really, really liked the resolution. And mm-hmm. although... Obviously, this shouldn't. This is well. This both isn't isn't a surprise in any way. After Mariner gets off the ship, and she's like, "We have to save Locarno." You could have completely forgiven any character ever for just not saying that line. I mean, it's let's get out of here. It's a Genesis toys. But again, this is a peak Mariner. Whatever about her divilment and her acting out, she always believes in doing the right thing. Uh, and sure, that was. I mean, I think our dilithium up was an easy choice. It was, yeah. you know, I may not, I may not agree with how it always does it, but I believe in the mission. And I thought, yeah. boom, there you go, easy. Yeah, but sometimes you have to know when you got a Soren type on your hands. <laughs> like yeah. sometimes you just need to kill them, man. So <laughs> just get rid. Like, <laughs> listen, we tried to save him, but actually, yeah. there's a missile right there. We might as well use it. Soren's got no refugee planet. <laughs> Uh, the the episode I really did like it as a conclusion. I haven't really got much ill words to say about it. Like I think the the only thing that we could logically down, and honestly, that was just it, we we downed it because it it 
we didn't want to end up with minus one again. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to be a nice cool zero at the end there. So you did get your perfect score, uh, but there was a down along the way. And that was simply because we were confused. Like, well, if these are all ships from like, you know, stolen crew and and that, where, where's the crew for the, the Pissarro? The, the steamrunner class there, which furthermore, the, the reason we gave it the Latinum up was for that touch and tribute to Fabio Pissarro, um, which was a bit of a blank spot in my knowledge. So uh, that was fun to go and research the fella and find out all about him, um, who unfortunately Actually, we, we passed away last year. That, we? Yeah, yeah. We literally had a little discussion about him, did, did the research there and then for it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was, well, it was It was lovely now, I must say. Um, and it's the the second time that he's had a ship named after him. One of the ships in the uh, Picard Frontier Day fleet was the USS Passaro. But this one went that little bit further. The registry is his birthday. Uh, yes. Yeah. Lovely as well. Yeah. Um, I know, again, it just feels like, yeah, that's a real mm-hmm. Star Trek tribute. That's a real like, thing that, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, that down was nothing. That down was a nothing down. It was a, it was purely for an entertainment sort of. We rigged the score. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it was like, yeah, we're going to we're going to have a down on this, but it'll disappear. Don't worry, because we've got a surefire dilithium. <laughs> to, to anyone who uh, you know sits there and like, in, a, in an episode, I then explain the dilithium up, and, and some people are like, we know, we know. We have new viewers because uh, I think the last time for I think it was Strange New Worlds was the last one, and we did the dilithium up. And oh, was there a down gun? <laughs> yeah, poor Chris was like, you know, kind of like you know, you were getting oh, you've you've mucked up your edit here, you've mucked up your edit, you've got the numbers wrong. I'm just like, right, okay, we. So that's why I explain it, you know. Again, I now have a request and a rule for Trek culture meetings going forward, but also just in general, is that if there's ever any disagreements, we must. Twain. Get into full Mark Twain. I love it so much. And again, I think I'm, I made this point in the video, but I think this season finale has been the best wrap up of a season in certainly in lower decks um, because so much pays off in this episode. Like, you know, you had obviously you had the the twain thing um all of the things with the ships and everything um it was a lot of the the throwaway line of, i had forgotten the genesis device until um they do it in the the promo or the the teaser sorry and i'm just like oh yeah that does seem like a fairly random thing that the ferengi just have but also of course the ferengi have genesis technology of course they do i had a funny image earlier when you're talking about the genesis device of like spock carrying two bars of latinum with him everywhere he goes (laughs) it would be only logical (laughs) you never know I suppose it's it's one of those ones we could spend six hours talking about it and still probably not cover everything. But um, favorite moments for both of you? It's the Starfleet Academy scene, maybe. I guess just seeing that it was a nice open, really nice open there. Yeah, that was probably my favorite moment. And was that Boothby or not? I'm saying yes, because yeah. I like how we spotted him, but not. <laughs> 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 and the Kazinti, you got that, like. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I got everyone, but. <laughs> uh, I think for me it was the the Genesis device blowing up. I really just that whole bit was like oh, I'm happy just to see this film again and for the this the the music when it's like we're going out like that. It was just it was so nice. Um, 
I think they do those kind of like before when I was saying when Badgie sort of turn into the universe. I think those do they do those big space like epic moments really well. Um, so I'm always happy when they do. I I, I kind of want more of that kind of thing. Um, I want strange new worlds and I want big space explosions, please. I've seen lots of people sort of complain and stuff online about how they don't like how the show is just lots of references um, to TNG and other Star Trek things. Like it's, I've seen people sort of complain that the references are overtaking the more emotional moments, but I think that that this that's what this show is and that's what it's always been. And it's like a Star Trek love fest and like, it's 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 yeah. very proud of being that, which I think is fine. It's not trying to pretend. It doesn't feel like shoving Easter eggs in your face for the sake of it, like some Star Trek does. It's going, this show is an Easter egg that we're putting in your face. Do you know what I mean? And the other bits you can enjoy here and there, but that's yeah. that's what this show is. So I just think it's strange that that's some people's opinions on it. I absolutely agree that that is what the show is. Mm. But I, I, I still think there are some times where the the logic goes out the door. Yeah, like that moment. um, Was it this season where we went in? We had the inner light probe, the the, the Katan probe, and we had the yeah, uh, yeah. It it, it just why they got these, you know? Like it was some flimsy explanation. Are we're transporting it to the planets that they belong to? But why have you got this? The game and yeah, like sometimes it it does sort of like strain, (laughs) you know? um, Yeah, it's got to still make sense. Yeah, world. which is why, fine, we're going to a ship museum. Okay, of course, there's going to be like Voyager references galore. Okay, we're going to a collector, you know, the the, the toy, the collector's guild. We're going to like their museum for a while. You know, oh, there's going to be full of references. Okay, but like, yeah, sometimes it just seems a bit contrived as to why we've got all these eggs here because we need to get to that scene at the end where <laughs> yeah <laughs> where the need. gift box gets shot by the katan probe yeah yeah we need to get to that bit yeah i understand yeah. it but i think there are some times where i, I literally just want to spend some time with these characters um and i think you can do those characters like you just said you can do those character stories whilst having all these references uh like like caves mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, caves that, is a great great one yeah Caves is really good because it's sort of like when you look at it after watching those those the last two episodes and what Mariner goes through. My confusion is here: it's like you you fully understand what these friends mean to you, um, and then the, the, the following. I'm I'm still having trouble sort of fully understanding Mariner's motivations and everything, and and that's purely from a learning point of view. I'm, I'm, I'm coming at it. Um, I'm trying to understand like how Mariner can go from absolutely adoring these people to like then putting them in danger when that's not her motivation she doesn't want to put these people in danger but then she does put these people in danger the the very next episode after caves you know yeah Um, so i am a bit confused like i I, i'm fully like admit it like i'm i'm a bit confused with that narrative process but i want to learn i want to understand like like if you if, if if someone's saying to me it's important then please you know um. yeah but I, I i've always come at it from a writing perspective not a real life perspective yeah. and i think yeah. what what is lacking is introspective moments with yeah. mariner we're not getting into mariner's mind ever mm. we're just seeing the exterior which again yeah. could work in some aspects you know that's how a lot of people see those type of things you're seeing what people are presenting to you and not but from a show perspective Mm-hmm. It's just frustrating. 
and it's not yeah. frustrating in an interesting way. It's just sort of frustrating. So, yeah, I mean, there would have been like plenty of opportunities for us to get some sort of information on it, whether it be with those conversations with Quim at the start, or whether it be uh, you know later on with Quim in this season uh, when they go to Ferengana, or you know moments with Petra. Uh, Is his name Quim? Quim, yeah. Q U I M. I was okay as well. Yeah, I think you're right. It's Quim. It is Quim. Yeah, um, you know, and you know, m- maybe moments with Jennifer, but I guess like we were informed with the Klingon, the prerequisite for her to open up is like a complete stranger. Yeah, complete stranger. Um, you know, she's had a captain friend. I can't remember. I, I can't remember her name. Um, oh yeah, she surpassed her. Right, it's gone right out of my head now. Um, really great episode because that's when sort of like we got some sort of. Ground between Mariner and her mum. I can't remember her name. Damn it. Yeah, my, yeah, my brain yeah. is so full of each episode's Easter eggs. I, I, yeah. I forget. Narratively speaking, there's been a lot of moments where we could have progressed that or at least hinted at or, you know, at least sort of explored it a little bit more or, mm-hmm. you know, at least let us know there's something. There's there's yeah. something. For, for people that might ne- not necessarily know the calling cards of, you know, certain mm-hmm. symptoms and stuff like that. You know, um, maybe that could have been more educational. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I think it's uh, I think it's a valid point. I think it's I don't personally know myself what the best balance would have been for that because sure. you're right. I think it's an, because we love this character so much. Following her journey would be an excellent way of helping people maybe understand the symptoms of through a comedic lens, obviously, but understand the symptoms of PTSD, um, and then. But then you have to find the balance, don't you? Because to do it in a comedic way is how do you do it in such a way that you can understand the gravity of it without yeah. sort of losing that momentum? And I could say I do not know how to do that, so I'm not. I'm not at the same time. Yeah. I'm not criticizing the show either for not doing that. Um, well, the TV so, show Deadwood does that very well. If anyone wants to see that done uh-huh. wonderfully, uh, say, TV- Deadwood famously funny show. It is actually very funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was. I honestly, I thought it was dead serious. No, it's one of those ones where it's like you, you would assume it's dead serious, but if you watch it, there's just comedy because it's very character based. So the comedy is just sort of throughout, depending on how you know what your humor is, and it, it explores that kind of thing with PTSD and stuff and some and people's addiction with a character who's an alcoholic, and it does it it. it makes some of their scenes with alcoholism very funny, but then it will do a bait and switch where you're laughing one second and then the next second you're really sad because it's like becomes very serious. So like they they do that very well and they also continuously relapse throughout the few seasons. And it's not annoying because you understand their character and it they've right it, they've just done it in a much okay. more they've explored it better basically where yeah. I think the Mariner one is very surface level. So you don't really get it that much. Yeah, I'll admit there there was times without the the knowledge and everything where it it on the surface it's like well, why is this happening? I thought we were past this. I thought we were past yeah. this. Admittedly, like and and without no explanation, you know, we were. We, we, what is this? And it took until the season finale of season four to explain seasons one to two, one to th- mm-hmm. four to us. You know, um, yeah. Absolutely, from a from a writing point of view, it 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 were a bit of a struggle. Yeah. Before we uh, we mark the episodes, the episode. Sorry, I just want to say that I really enjoyed the moment where Mariner 
you think Marin is going to pretend to be on his side and then he just she quickly goes this guy's insane <laughs> I really I was like oh thank god we're doing that yeah, yeah. I, I think we all know when it actually comes down to it Marin is always going to do the right thing right when, yeah, it, yeah. when it actually counts like Marin is always going to do the Starfleet thing I yeah. think she's, she's, she's always she'll always do the right thing she might not always do it the right way yeah yeah uh, sure Profound. <laughs> yeah. All Progress. right. Yes. Let's 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 go to let's go to the marking. Um, Chris has our lovely guest out of ten. Do you know what? I I agree. It was probably like the the strongest finale, um, and that includes the drama of Freeman being pinched at the end of season two. Um, um that was a great cliffhanger. Uh, but as far as season finales go, let's go in there with an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Uh, I'm also an eight out of ten. Wow! Holy God! Yeah, that's quite high for top line. <laughs> yeah, that's like one of the highest marks Lord. you've ever given. I think <laughs> the um, only other eight I gave was the crossover episode on Strange New Worlds. Mm. So mm. this is also an eight. Uh, yeah, I just it really worked for me, and like you said, the things that you could uh, critique was quite minor. So it was yeah. a, a strong final and had some funny bits, some serious bits. And some Lucano bits. Excellent, as long as it's Lucano. Uh, mine's a four. Uh, <laughs> or a jar. Um, was, um, did, uh, go on, sure, I couldn't possibly. I'll, I'll do eight as well. Um, and just, I mean, it was, it's exactly everything you said it was. Um, it had all of the fun. It had the pathos. Uh, I am very satisfied with now between the first duty and this Nick Lucano's story. Um, and, and yeah, and just have to give, I mean, they brought Cito back, they brought, and we haven't discussed at all, they brought Will Wheaton back. Yeah, I was going to say earlier, poor Will Wheaton, we always forget to mention him when he's been in something. And the funny thing for me is that Will Wheaton's like voice basically just changed one day to how he talks now and how he was when he was younger. And just hear, seeing young Will Wheaton talk how he does now is just very strange and funny to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. So that is Lower Decks. So we actually have a little bit of news to discuss this week. So let's hop over to the news section. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. For over two centuries, the Federation News Network. We mentioned earlier on in the pod that Star Trek Prodigy, obviously the first season, will be dropping on Netflix at some point this year. Uh, so allow me to edit this by saying, sorry, for the second time, Emmy-nominated show, Star Trek Prodigy. Uh, yeah. Yes, it has just been announced in the last few days that they have been nominated for Outstanding Mixing and Sound Editing for an Animated Program. And I'm just, I'm delighted for them. I'm absolutely delighted for them. Is that the episode Kobayashi doing it for them, do you reckon? It bloody, do you know what? It bloody better have. Sound <laughs> editing, yeah, surely. Yeah. yeah. Um, surely. Didn't Aaron talk about like how much of a hassle that was for him to like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much because he's such a Trekkie as well, because we were like, you know, kind of like, you know, I don't know Aaron, how much of a pain in the hoop was this? And he was just like, but it's Star Trek. I, <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't understand the the question. Like, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. I think there's a lot of us out there who'd be doing the very same. Um, but I'm delighted for them. Uh, it's fantastic news. Um, I well, I mean, we're in November now, so it has to be either this month or next month if it's going to be 2023. So soon, to those of you with a Netflix account, because it'll be Netflix, uh, who haven't had a chance to watch Prodigy yet, um, please do. You'll be able to see this thing that we've been raving about. Um, yeah. And then we'll all get to enjoy season two next year um, when it drops. So, yeah, so very, very happy for them about that. So that's great news. Yeah. Have oh, you oh. seen these Pop Funkos, Sean? Uh, oh, Pop Funkos, oh. you say? What are yeah. they? Well, <laughs> for the longest time, I've been wanting to get a set of those next generation ones, but mm. they're obscene prices. Have you seen them? Like, yeah. they're just over I... hundreds, hundreds of pounds. Like, oh, God. Oh, like, no. Just for Riker alone, like I think I've seen like 176 or whatever. But but if you're like me and you've missed out on that set, they've got a lower deck set coming soon, uh, featuring all four characters and Badgie. Yes. Um, I believe they're released in January. Uh, so but they're taking pre-orders for them now. Interesting, because um, you'd think it's the kind of thing that would be rushed out for Christmas. So I'm, I'm sure there's reasons. Yeah, what's that about? You'd think. You'd think because like that's an obvious Christmas present choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like you know, kind of when you know, Tom, when you go down on Christmas morning and you open your stocking and you find the Amazon receipt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yay! Yes, it will be arriving in six to eight weeks. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'll get them now. I'll get them now while they're like RRP before they go up to absorbent prices. Yeah, because they will. We love our lower decks, you know. Like, I'm surprised yeah. it's not a moopsie, to be honest. I feel like that'll be coming one day. No doubt they will. Yeah. I... Unless you're like Sean. <laughs> really oh, well, yeah, that's, that, that, <laughs> that, that's true. I, yes, yes. Um, replicators do exist. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they're wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I believe you could have replicated uh, PLA or resin. So, uh, yes, all good. Um, but no, that is cool. Actually, you've reminded me, um, Chris, about Pop Funkos as well. LeVar Burton was tweeting during the week that he was finally getting his hands on a season one Geordie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's an expensive one as well. He, he's he's an expensive one. I, I really like them to re release that run, to be fair. Because what it was is like, I, I, I hated these things. Like, I was like, that's stupid. But then, um, I used to get a uh, Rassel Crate, which is like loot 
loot box uh, sort of thing uh, for the wrestling. And every month I'd get a new wrestler, <laughs> Pop Funko sent to us. And I'd take out the packet, put it on me, me desk at What Culture, and that'll be it. Um, but then, you know, I started seeing characters that I liked. You know, Jen bought Rob Zombie because she likes Rob Zombie. And then now we just get the ones we liked, you know. I just Planet showed up yesterday. <laughs> just tell Jen that I love Rob Zombie too. All right, I will do, mate. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, these these things, um, they, they they're quite valuable. Like in a matter of like a year or two, they can they can jump up. And, and, yes, and if, if Pop Funko want to reach out, the business email is Chris Thompson at futurenet dot com. Thank you. That's right. Yeah, or you just like forward yeah. it to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that's. I think that's it for. The, uh, the biggest Trek-related news of the last few days anyway. Um, the strike is ongoing. Um, dun, so, dun, dun. yeah, um, I, I think as of as of recording, they're you know, discussing the, the, the final, final, no, really, we mean it this time, final offer. Uh, oh, so... Yeah. I hope they sort it out. I hope they sort it out. I, 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 I do as well. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, there will be knock-on effects for all of us. Uh, I, I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah. So uh, <laughs> weekly strike update. Yep, still happening. Yeah. Uh, so yes, from there, let's take something we love and blast it out an airlock. Chicago Bay One Hundred One. <laughs> We've gone mad with power this week because. Tom, you are going to blast something out, or hopefully going to blast hopefully. something out of Cargo Bay 101 yourself. So Does that mean I get to vote? Does that mean I get to vote? Ah, oh, sweet, nice, cool. Yeah. Well, last time I did this, I wanted to blast uh, Tashiar into space, but no one let me. So this time I've done something that's hopefully a little less controversial. Um, this came from an edit I was doing the other day, so Chris might be able to guess this one a little bit. It was something I kind of just sort of I haven't thought about in a while, but then I edited this video and I thought, ah, this has to this has to go. And it is Umox. <laughs> What's your problem with it, Tom? I'm sick of seeing Star Trek characters O faces all the time. <laughs> we um... see it far too often, especially old Trek was obsessed with sex right there was constant it had this weird horniness running throughout especially with Riker and you know we got to see Riker's O face in the game which I didn't really enjoy and then and then we have Umox where if people don't know Ferengi's most um what is it a, 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 erogenous, a, zone. erogenous zone is in their earlobes and if you rub them then they stop yeah making weird faces and but this, the strange thing is right okay it's funny it's an alien race that have big ears. If you touch their ears, they start, you know, getting off on it. That's funny. But it happens in DS9 far too often. And it also happens in like sort of non-consensual ways, which can be a little bit creepy when someone who doesn't know what they're doing starts, you know, fiddling with their ears and they start getting off on it. That That's when it sort of crosses the line to, I really don't want to see this. Like this has gone from funny to, I don't, I don't feel comfortable. No, that's quite broad. So you're, you're you're talking about Umox and like any other time there's been a no face. No, no, I'm saying Umox because we because we've had it. It's all weird and we've had it a lot. So I'm saying let's let's at least cut it down 
to a more manageable <laughs> amount <laughs> by getting rid of so you're, to- you're totally fine for example with Savic and Spock in Star Trek 3 on the Genesis planet no <laughs> <laughs> but but one thing at a time <laughs> you know? it's just human nature Tom like but they're not human they're Ferengi <laughs> well just think like change it to a different alien race Change it to a human race where they start going, right, if you just fiddle my crotch for a moment, I'll have a really good time. And they go, okay, <laughs> like it's going to suddenly be very strange to watch. Yeah. I really agree with actually- the creepiness, but I, I don't know about like condemning a whole race of people to be pleasureless. Like, like, Do they ha- is that the only pleasure they get? Do we know for certain? But it, it's, it's the How best do they make? kind of pleasure. Like, How do you think little Ferengi are born? They come out their ears. <laughs> There's a lot about Ferengi society. I think we'd confine to the dustbin of history, but like... yeah, I meant do the babies come out of their ears? By the way, when I said do they come out of their ears, just to <laughs> just to make that you know no confusion there. And there's a Ferengi TV show I'd watch. <laughs> <laughs> Double bill of that and cop landlords. <laughs> See, got to feel about it because I'm 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 going to to vote with Tom here because last time I was emphatically opposed. <laughs> To his choice. Yeah, come on. Uh, you give like, me Has Tasha not suffered enough? Like, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I, 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 I think I will go with that. Re- remove Umox and maybe uh, replace it with a little bit of uh, uh, a muck time. Or at least, if you're going to do Umox, fade to black or something. Give us a little bit of you know, make our brains do the work rather than just showing it. <laughs> our brains instead of our eyes and ears. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I love fact, like, you know, kind of like, you know, hey, do you remember when Trek culture went mad puritanical? Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of Ferengi in bed, one of them smoking a cigarette, going, That was some lovely Umox, babe. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, Chris, well, it doesn't matter what I think because it's two to one now. If I even if I say no, you know, I don't so. think it's up to me, I think it's up to you two. I was up to, oh, I thought it was like a yeah, we a don't have a contingency as well for this. I think ah. if, yeah, I think it's like, you know, um. Flip a strip of latinum. Well, I, I think like in these sort of situations when the, the the two hosts or whatever are in disagreement, I think it should be a the, the, the guest. The guest gets that the sides. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you okay. know what I mean? So if it's two to one, yeah, then I guess, yeah. But I just want to be on the right side of history. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna praise B a species. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I look. It's it's not that I don't want them to have Umox. It's that I I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So we actually, how about we do this? We condemn Tom's eyes to Cargo Bay One Hundred One. We've had Gowron's eyes in there before, so it wouldn't be the strangest <laughs> thing we've even done. Uh, <laughs> do what you want. Like, I, <laughs> it would save me on glasses. To be honest, I won't have to pay for glasses every year. That's true. And then if you're not wearing glasses, you have nothing obstructing your ears for some Umox. That's true. Uh, yeah, maybe I'm just jealous. I want some Umox. It looks great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So give it to you them. You can, have it. It. you can have it. You can have it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I think we're. I'm going to airlock us all. It's the best way to do it. After that chaos, do we have any questions from our lovely, lovely audience? 
We do have a few, yes. Uh, do, 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 do. Which one should I go with? Do you want a question about flexible universe in Star Trek, or do you want a question about Prodigy? Prodigy. I mean, yeah, I'm not, yeah, Prodigy, I think, yeah. Okay, this is from at Storm20. Hashtag Ask Trek Culture. For each of the Star Trek Prodigy kids, which member of the Voyager crew would you pair with them as a mentor? I think Bolana Torres would appreciate Murph's abilities. It's a very specific question, this one. Very. Um, okay, this is oh, this is a good question. Um, Tom Paris and Dal, because Tom mm. grew over the years. Like he was kind, of, he was similar to Dal when he yeah. was there in the beginning. He would but understand think, him, but he'd be able to help. Yeah, and I think his maturity would really help. Um, uh, would would really help Dal. Um, I think. I think uh, Rock Talk to the Doctor would be the Kess you always wanted, right? <laughs> yeah, perfect. Perfect. Where were you? <laughs> Tuvok and Zero. Oh, okay. Um, because Zero obviously feels, but Zero is very scientific. Um, and obviously Tuvok feels as well. I'm not reigniting that whole um, <laughs> that whole argument. But I think they would be a good pairing because I think Zero's analytical mind would pair very well with Tuvok's. Mm. Yeah. It would be Gwyndala mentoring Harry Kim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which leaves then, I suppose, Jankum. And I don't really know. Neelix? Um, yeah, keep him busy with Neelix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because Jankum could easily be the morale officer for the protostar. Um, yeah, because yeah. because I think because Tom joke, joking or not joking, I think you're right. I think Murph and Torres would actually be a really good pairing. Uh, yeah, I suppose because yeah. I mean Jankum engineer, maybe maybe Jankum and Lieutenant Carey. This is obviously what, what, what about Jankum and Seven of Nine? Just yeah, I'm sure she'd get wound up quite quickly by him. <laughs> oh, she just it, it reminds me of that episode in season four where it's their very first interaction with the Herogen and it's over the astrometrics and she just gives him an electric shock because he was annoying her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like yeah, yeah, they would go on. Uh, I like that question. That, that was that was a fun question. Yeah, it's uh, nice. Thanks uh, at Storm Twenty. Thank you. Well, that is everything for our episode this week. So, yes, as Chris mentioned earlier, I will be taking a little sabbatical for a couple of weeks. So you will have to make do without me. I believe you will survive. Uh, but do keep those questions coming at hashtag AskTrekCulture, um, because even if we don't get to it next week, as Tom has done before, we can get to it the week after. Uh, remember, everyone, follow us over on Twitter at TrekCulture, on Instagram at TrekCultureYT. We're on both TikTok and Blue Sky. Again, TrekCulture, you'll find us. Uh, you will, of course, find the lovely Chris at Edit Chris Edit on both Twitter and Instagram as well. Tom is at Tom C. Finn and at Tom Roberts Finn, depending on which level of criminal empire he's using this week. And I am at Sean Ferrick on Twitter and I'm, I'm elsewhere as well. So thank you, everyone, very much. Do you guys have any teas for the audience for what to expect while I am away? There could be a return of Thomas C. Drexler sometime in the future. Oh. There's a oh, tease for you. Yeah. I, I'm just hoping for like no news while Sean's away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, work, please. please. Yeah. Like <laughs> no. grand. Everyone just remain in good health. Uh and you know, look after yourselves. Everyone who is near 
anyone related to Star Trek, make sure they're in good health and look after them, please, as well. And yourselves, uh, everyone, look after yourselves. Stay stay safe. Stay happy. Jetidovo i prostitati. And uh, to everyone who is listening in any area that is in strife at the moment, know that we are with you and we love you. Thank you very much, everyone. Be excellent to each other. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.